Insiders. Welcome to everyone in Coffee Talk. All right, Jeff, are we got wires? We have wires. Are we prepared? Uh, We're asking no. you. We should have been prepared before you hit the button that says record, but we'll figure it out. How hard can it be? I'm good. Everything's working. Almost. Go. There we go. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Everyone Racers, a show designed for the world of low dollar racing and oddball car culture. It doesn't matter what kind of Lemma Champ or Lucky Track Dog League you run, SCCA or NASA, we don't discriminate as long as you drive it hard and built it yourself. Join us each week for tech discussion, tips, tricks, news and notes in the world of amateur endurance racing, and whether it's on the spot, hella sweet, where we're lucky enough and Chrissy gives us just the tip, we're sure you'll giggle a little and learn even less. Everyone report to the paddock. This is Chris. This is Chrissy. I'm Jeff. And I'm Mental. And we are Everyone Racers. Thank you for coming back to listening to a flagship two-seater Aston Martin episode of our podcast. It is episode 177. Yep. You know, get that. You get it. It's a cool car. Uh, if you're not, and if you're not driving one, then you should get your E1R bingo card out. If you're driving any car, you should still not get your, get your bingo card out. Maybe you'll get something this time because we're going to go do a little throwback, do a little bit of lemon stock. So get it out. You might win. And if you win, let us know. Yeah, just All a, right. Just a quick drink check. Jeff is drinking Diet Fago. Mental, what are you drinking? Uh, I've got some soda, key lime soda water. Right. This is just for Mental. Raise your right hand and promise. We will not only stay sober, but we will not go three hours on this show. I was sober when we went three hours. <laughs> we were not. You were not sober when we went. Almost not three hours. Well, Chrissy, no, no. you're not allowed to go on vacation anymore because mental and I the, cannot the, be trusted with the podcast. The, the, oh, the Brown, L, the Brown L episode, yeah, that was all. That was all tequila. But uh, we yeah. know, and all, all right. the tequila. And all, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on, Jeff. What you working on? Uh quick. Uh, I have another quick question for y'all. How do you tell that you're a poor planner? Your last name is Wakeman. <laughs> True. Uh, digging your snow tires out of frozen snow is usually a pretty good indication that you are. Because I'm pretty planner. sure we had a at least or something. Sorry, that said we had hey, just put, a tip that said put your snow tires on. Yes, on. I, I, I seem to remember this, and I, I seem to remember even before the just a tip on at least one episode, if not two. Hey Jeff, have you done that yet? And and what did I say? Come over and do it this weekend <laughs> while you're doing the yeah yeah. It's yeah. not going to yeah. snow. You guys are talking snow tires, and I literally didn't even flip up the uh, windshield wipers. <laughs> like r- rookie move, but yeah. Me either. Honestly, I didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, how oh, do you you're, tell... gonna, you're supposed to get a lot today, though, too, aren't you? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So, so how do you tell that you also don't care about your daily anymore? Your Banana peel tires and <laughs> rear brakes that were ground to the backing plates. Both situations I corrected this weekend. You got I, your money's worth, though. The, I did. That's what matters. I did. I put on and I put on good rear brake pads too. I didn't just like buy the Wagner Quiet Stop Quick Organics. Organics. Or, yeah, I didn't buy the way. I, I got actually good good ones from the old uh, Rock Auto, and we'll continue to rock it. I also hardwired the V1. So mm. that's it. That's what I did all weekend. Mental? Did in you the do fun truck stuff or in the in the Mazda? In the Mazda. Okay. Yeah. I, I did actually uh this weekend we uh 
I, I worked, I got a Toyota exhaust mounted up. We'll talk about that in listener feedback, posted a video of it running. And then I finished up a welding table I've been working on. I've been working on my benches from left to right, like finishing them up, staining everything, polyurethaning. So I got all the, the last one was a welding table. So now it's got a metal surface that I can just weld directly onto. How much you bench now? Huh? <laughs> How much you bench? And then um, uh, just today, we had to do some minor weenie dog surgery, and he oh, is no. grumpy. Oh, oh so. He's like a little flower. It's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all retro. They used to have like plastic ones where you didn't like you couldn't move at all. Oh, no, they still like they still have and... those. Uh, when uh, when my big dog got it, she was just like, "I hate this thing." And if it like caught on a door, she would just force it through. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's the drama queen. But he had to have some teeth taken out today. He had a big uh, like a spot under his jaw last week, so we made a vet appointment for him as soon as we could. So that's what's going on in my world. And then as we talked about, I, I will be spending my summer now with what has become absurd project creep directly stemming from previous hole in roof. Mm, tell me about it. I, I very much understand. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, Great. what you working on? Uh, hey, someone's going to work on the Z, you know, <laughs> So. I'm going to edit together every, it's going to be like just a 10 minute thing of Chris over the last year going, well, somebody's got to work on the Z. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cooling fan is in and wired. Um, I touched up the deck thing that Jim put in. The interior is actually mostly back together now. Um, the uh, made a, made a grommet for the main wires. That was quite difficult this evening, but got something done. <clears throat> Oil lines and filter are all in and installed. Power steering lines are all done. Two-thirds of the broken studs on the oil pan have been replaced. Fuel injectors are in. Fuel rails installed. Fuel lines are done. Um, let's see what else. I'm kind of. I'm actually kind of. I replaced a faulty gauge sender. Return that from Amazon. Got another one. I'm actually starting to run out of things I can do with the parts I have available. Yep, because like I can't Ooh. test things until I have an ECU that works, and some other things like that. Like I, there's going to be more problems, but I can't really start testing them until I get a little further. Bill's got should have the ceramic done shortly. He asked me which color two days ago. So whatever like color, that's what, that's what I said. Yeah, ceramic um, color. Right. So if he's if he's that far along, then that means he'll have that shortly. So I can put the exhaust on. Um, yeah. So. Bring some parts, Jeff. Yeah, I got I got a stack here. Great. So. And Jim bought the the HP tuners apparently, so we're good there. Uh, yeah. I exciting. Look, I look forward to slapping this car with penalty laps. This is going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Please do. Yep. So many. <laughs> every if we every make, lap you if get. We, if we make back the the penalty laps, we'll be ahead. That's right. Honestly, like, even though I know the intimacies of this build, and I think no one on this screen, including our guests, would disagree, I don't think I'd get any static putting you guys in class B. Oh, I think you'd get heated. Um, Well, not for the not for the not for the first first one. (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't matter. 
Because our expectations are on the floor. If we get get a couple laps and we don't oil on the track and we don't launch the motor, then we're ahead. Didn't you guys spend two episodes on like what not to do on an engine swap and just like leave them alone? Yeah. Two, three. In in case there are like three new listeners. And there's two more episodes coming. Yeah, yeah. In case there are three new listeners, we should mention that this is the 4.8 LS swap into the 91 300ZX. 92 300ZX. It doesn't matter. The Z32 300ZX. You get me the engine codes of a LS1? Yeah. So R4. Hey, Metzl, for every penalty lap you give us, is one lap that we will be called in early on your shift, next driving shift with us. Oh, <laughs> oh I love this. That's actually great. So, uh, love, can, yeah. <laughs> can we also mention what popped up on Facebook recently? You're going to have to be a lot the, more yeah. specific. because The two-year anniversary of the nothing. first day oh. we began working on the Z. Oh, oh I'm okay. so annoyed. I was, say, I was like, yeah, really? My, uh, yeah. Yeah. My my yeah. whole Facebook is nothing but GoPros now and oddly enough Toyota Weber carburetor conversions. It tracks. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> okay. All right. Chrissy, well, what have you been doing? Because well, I have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> no. Uh, we were away doing lots of relaxing and drinking and food, fooding and dancing. Yeah, seriously, I hate my hot tub now after seeing that one you guys had. I gotta figure out how to make my hot tub do that. Or be up in the air yeah. and in front the, of the ocean. The water. Well, that I can. Yeah, but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, the waterfall. Yeah, yeah. Well, those are easy. That's just a pump to some pipes in the wall. In the wall. It just needs a wall next to it. Anyway, had a great time. We were away. Uh, and then we came back to reality, which uh, I hate when people go away on vacation because I swear I had people the day I got back. Hi, you haven't done this yet. And I'm like, I've been away. And they're like, like I guess most people work on vacation, but when you go out, out of the country, you don't. So there's it's that. Kind of defeats the purpose of vacation. Uh, you're you're going to work yeah. and travel. Well, we'll talk about that in the main topic because somebody knows how to do that a whole lot better. Pretend, uh, pretend time off. That's exactly yeah. what it is. Right. Well, that's why we did real time off, and then when I came back, it was a slap in the face of reality. Oh, it was it, awful. It was a completely alternate reality from when we were there. It's warm. It's secluded. There's very few people around. Everyone I meet is friendly and trying to give me a drink and everything's wonderful. And then we come back. That's called it's... vacation, by the way. This is extreme vacation. You don't extreme do that when vacation, you go to Wildwood. Yeah. You're like, no, this is How many like vacations in Wildwood. What you, you can do it in a van in Alabama. You can do the same thing. I'm pretty sure. sure I've been, I'm pretty sure I've been at CMP where it's warm. Most people were friendly and everybody kept trying to give me a drink. You didn't have the good food. No, you had good food there too. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I wouldn't compare Cancun. Comfortable to, bed. Comfortable but, bed. Don't have that. Okay, at feet, got that. And yep. uh, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't that hot. We were warm like one morning when the breeze was a different way. But other than that, it was pretty amazing. Anyway, yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, and now we're back. So great. And See, by now, what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Would it have mattered if you'd have walked like, cause we're all working from home. Well, you guys are all working from home. If you'd have walked in your office and they would have seen that you were tan, do you think that would have made an impact on you haven't done this yet? Or they're just all locked into the, you know, their own. Well, my people saw me, but I don't have as much of a tan because I wear a hat yeah. now because I'm trying to be smart about my skin. Um, 
No, they and knew they also, her away. Didn't matter. Chrissy got a good grade for sunblock. No burns over a week in the. I did. So. I got well. My one wrist got burned a little bit because I was holding it up to the sun <laughs> using my well, my Kindle. Uh, but Chris got not mm, a B minus. Oh, no, the well, your one arm was pretty bad. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. And <laughs> by now you heard this random person that is not just us. Uh, it is our good buddy and occasional teammate, but lots of good folks. Uh, he's everybody's good teammate and fun friend. Dave Mills, what are you working on? Uh, I've just been working my tail off the last I don't know, six weeks since the pretend time off of my own in December. Um, you know, and he just showed us the Mr. Plow jacket. He's not lying. There's, there's not a lot of butt left back there. <laughs> um additionally i've got a three nephews and a niece the first one just got his license this past tuesday at no fail salem oh, oh. um he's got a when he was looking for a car six six months ago i said look uncle david is not at all tuned in transmissions especially automatic ones if you have any help of me helping you out at all you probably want to look at the stick so shout out to three pedal mafia and the was it three pedal society? Is that what it is? A whole society of things. Um, he picked up a, you know, a Kano box. So five Elantra and uh, needed some work. I spent way too much time trying to diagnose some of the electrical problems. And uh, last thing really is cleaning up my rental garage. It seems as if the fourth car on top of two trailers, a camper, a motorcycle, and a whole bunch of other clutter that I paid next to nothing for was in fact the camel that broke my neighbor's back and her narcissistic ex-boyfriend who has this vendetta out for me. Yeah, the township's coming after me and my excessiveness. I think we determined, um, yeah, I don't even know the term my landlord and I came up with, but well, more clean up time in the winter. The term did the city come up with? Yeah, yeah. So did you get a letter from the city? Because I got a letter from the city once. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, I, I had written it earlier in the notes. It was like bylaw 17 section D slash C. And it, it was pretty vague. It said it had to be somewhat clean, um, fireproof, safe, and something else. All of which. It's a garage. It's <laughs> all you, of that. It's like all of that. All you fail all of Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Don't fail any of it. So I'm working within the confines of my legal right. Nothing is above the fence line. And since it's Winona, things are small in Winona. Her, the, the, the neighbor and the narcissistic ex-boyfriend, her neighbor sort of goes up and steps up on the back porch. I'm sorry that your kitchen window looks into my rental space. If you have any problems, you can talk to my landlord. Or so, yeah, talk to you, after me. you know, like a human being. We've given the number multiple times. That ship sailed, I don't know, a year and a half ago. And I think I brought, I don't know, something else there. Hey, uh, are you using a, a plug-in mic or do you have a, um, is it you the computer mic? I'm writing that in the notes later, but go ahead. Sorry. I was going to let him finish up here. Dave, See? yeah, where I was getting, or yeah, are you using the computer mic, the default mic on the computer, or you got a plug-in mic? It's the Bluetooth no, it's one to the headphones. Bluetooth. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's right. it's yeah. making a, it's, it's a, yeah, like scratching kind of noise. Anytime you talk. Let me see if I can make it. I'm sorry. Why don't we let that's him finish right. up and then he yeah. can okay. finish he can, his story he can fix and then it that's while, okay. while Chrissy talks. How is it now? Oh, yes. I think better, it's better so far. Okay. Well, then that's where we're going to go with. There's okay. two little headphone jobby thingies. There you go. All right. You, you work in tech of some on. sort, don't you? You're like 
two headphone Javi thingies. That's clearly yeah, a technical like term. The, I, I, you know, I used to be doing the hands-on techie. Now I'm a cyber security cat herder for guys around the globe. It's, you know, we'll, we'll get into the details later, but I multitask a lot, somewhat efficiently, but yeah. I hear that's not good for productivity, but who, who's, who's saying? I struggle with that. <laughs> numerous projects that I've got going on at this point. I can probably agree with you. You're absolutely right. Well, I'm going to attempt to herd the cats and say, Go ahead. News and news. Okay. In a story that we reported some months back, John Deere. Yes. yes those that, people. That John Deere is refusing to release their proprietary software because this is important. Uh, the end result is that farmers are now having to hack their own tractors. This is kind of amazing, actually. Steph Schrader posts at the drive, uh, uh, that farmers are now having to source pirated tractor firmware through a black market of paid invite-only forums. This is the only way the, to access electronic data link servers, diagnostic programs, and license key generators, speed limit modifiers, as well as allowing them to reverse engineer cables they need. Being as they would rather not to deal with this black market at all, they become the loudest voices in the fight for a formal right to repair act this would guarantee the access to, to the tools and diagnostic systems so that they can fix their own stuff at least 20 states including farm heavy nebraska is have introduced right to repair legislation link in our show notes and john deere was like the first one to really go hard on this so we're locking down everything no one can touch us except our service people like here's a plug that's like a dodecahedron that only works one way right and, you know, I'm glad they're standing up to him because that's BS. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're, one of the... Oh, I'll say it's nine o'clock. You're trying to get the harvest in. You ain't got time to put that thing on a trailer and make it a service appointment. Yeah, well, you're not putting a big-ass harvester on a trailer anywhere. You got to wait for the guy to come out and fix it. And, it, you know, when it's harvest time, everyone's doing it. And come on, farmers are good at fixing stuff. Ruining well, I think another thing is, is the equipment longevity is so much longer. <laughs> You know, like if you have a if you have a Honda for ten years, you're like, you know, I don't want to drive a Honda anymore. But if you get like the harvester that's a you know a four hundred thousand dollar piece that brings in acres and acres and acres of land, you're gonna keep it for twenty, thirty years, forty, fifty years, and you want the nineteen eighty one to run too. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. Three sensors though, too. You know, everything's censored nowadays, so you're forced to go to the dealer and bring that guy on site. Mm-hmm. Give me a mid nineties Ford any day of the, any day of the week. I'll, I'd rather have that than some of the common. Mike's Your microphone is sad again. Yep. Oh, Try something else. Anyway, sad trombone. Yeah. It's not sad. Is when VTech kicks in, yo. Following the business model of GM and Mopar Hellcat. Honda will now sell you its legendary K20C1 motor, that is from the current-gen Civic Type R, as a crate engine. Sold by Honda Performance Development, the kit concludes with the long block, alternator, turbo, starter, and the controls package. It bundles the ECU, swap harness, pedal, etc. Already tuned, ready for easy installation if it, you know, if a K-swap fits. Previously available only to Honda Racing Line members and race teams like us, but as Nick Berg tells us over in Haggerty, it's now being offered to the general public for racing and other off-highway uses. Sadly, it's not quite road-ready, but, you know, sure someone will find their way around that because he's that kicked in, yo. 
this after we've been telling people don't do engine swaps. This is a great engine swap. Nick Berg also pinned a second article over at Haggerty got my attention, and it is about the Brit- a British startup, the Watt Electric Vehicle Company, and their new modular electric conversion idea. It's called the PACES, and it stands for Passenger and Commercial Vehicle EV Skateboard. It's designed to be adaptable to a wide range of machines, from six-wheel trucks to buses to sports cars. It's scalable, can host front, rear, and all-wheel drive powertrains, and the batteries are held down low on the chassis skateboard, built from lightweight aluminum, excursions that are bonded together like the Lotus Elise. Watt is currently partnering with other UK manufacturers to deliver a package including batteries, motors, control systems, ready for bodywork and interior to be fitted. And as a proof of concept of what basically is going to be bespoke handcrafted electric cars they are producing their own car called the coupe which is clearly inspired by a porsche 356 it promises a to weigh less than 2200 pounds have 50 50 weight distribution a rear mounted electric motor and a 40 kilowatt hour battery for a range of 230 miles link is also in our show notes i am fascinated at the idea of owning a retro hybrid or retro electric car i would love that especially if i could put it on a speedster get or something yeah and the air-cooled volkswagen porsche world has been one of the earliest electrification platforms that have been around yeah cool chrissy what who's my favorite driver in formula one who's my not most favorite driver in uh, that's formula what i was one? gonna say like i'm not really sure i know that you who your favorite is i think you're a Verstappen fan I am a Verstappen fan. So there you, you go. You may I, have to leave the podcast. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, current Formula One darling, who is not my favorite driver, Lewis Hamilton. Not because he's not a great guy. Not because he's not a great driver. Um, just, you know, I like the underdogs, man. And he wins all the time. Has finally signed with the Formula One current dominating platform Mercedes. And by current, um, do you mean in the entire history of Formula One? I just want to throw that out there because no one else has won eight constructors championships. No one. Okay. It depends on best. We could go all night. Exactly. On this. Figure out what is the best. Eight. Well, sure. Sure. Now, I will say, of course, Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes is the current dominating team. How about that? Great. Keep so going. anyway. He, uh, for, uh, Lewis Hamilton, in case you didn't know, has been technically unemployed for the last uh, couple of months. He finally signed and is now working again for Mercedes. So his new one-year contract, they only signed a one-year contract, which I thought was interesting, uh, is, is going to demand some more diversity within the team. Uh, he's going to form a joint charitable foundation, which he started called uh, with a mission of supporting greater diversity and inclusion in all forms of motorsports. Uh, Hansel Southwest writes, Southwell, excuse me, writes at the drive about Hamilton's increased social activism in the last year and how he petitioned the FIA and the FOM to include a demonstration against racism at the start of each Grand Prix. And then when Mercedes printed, uh, excuse me, then the FIA adjusted rules to stop Hamilton from wearing a protest shirt uh, because he wore one that said, uh, arrest the people who killed Breonna Taylor and say her name on the back of the shirt. Uh, So they adjusted the rules and they said, you must wear your gear to the podium. So Mercedes printed up Black Lives Matter t-shirts. It, it, 
you know what? I, I have to say that Formula One has not been uh, that great to Lewis Hamilton in this year and his fight for this. So to see Mercedes really backing up with this one-year contract, uh, a lot of efforts. And I would say not just small efforts, uh, great efforts to really make sure that uh, Lewis Hamilton and can can get a, a podium, not just winning the race, but also a podium to talk about racial injustice is really great. So I do actually like Lewis Hamilton. I just want to see somebody else win every now and then. So uh, what else do I want to say? Mercedes and Hamilton have been working for diversity initiatives and STEM in schools. They are completely, they are committed to completely diversifying the organization by 2025 um link in the show notes from the drive i will mention also that the formula one schedule has been shifted several times already due to covid and construction delays but the first race is scheduled for march 28th in bahrain so this this contract must have been huge because they just signed now and most everybody was in their seats before the season even ended in december He, he was the last seat to sign Yes, yes, but by a long shot. By like, a long shot, yes. He's well, been out of... Go ahead. They, 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 when you've been working together for so long, I feel like if you're, you're going to find a way if you like each other. Like, like, they weren't okay, going to no, not no sign him. Right. And he wasn't going to not sign with them. It's, he's like, yeah, there's no rush. Like, we'll get it. Don't worry. Like, everyone stop. Yeah. Quit your bitching. We're, That's we'll actually what Total Wolf said. Not, we were under no pressure to make the signing any speed or because we knew he was either going to retire or race with us. And we were fine either way. And we would support Lewis in whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. It, it almost felt like it was the um, what's that game that you play when you're trying to the chairs the chairs musical chairs musical, musical chairs. chairs thank you right musical chairs happened and i know i was the think- chairs and the music sorry, i was thinking of called? ringing around the rosie and that's not i was thinking duck duck goose i don't know what you're talking right? about <laughs> sorry okay okay sorry all right so uh yes musical chairs everybody sat down except for lewis who's just walking around like why is everybody harrying uh so yeah i just yeah. thought it was that's it's uh it's got to be a serious contract and he probably was so serious. They're like, just one year. We're not going to send this long. Uh, actually, what I also read in the same article, a different article that we linked, uh, was that they were doing a one-year contract because of the rule changes in 2021 and to make sure that Lewis was ready to commit to a long term. Oh, so good. he's still talking about potentially moving out of Formula One or to a different sport or to concentrate his efforts in something else. Just yeah, go sit down. To, yeah, to just do, oh, do I'm just gonna I'm just gonna drive every now and again. Do nothing. Yeah, I'm really gonna do this. Yeah. yeah. Recent mm-hmm. racing results. Do we have any upcoming races? No. no. Recent no. results. March. No. March. Recent results. We do have some. Yes. Champ Car was at Road <laughs> Atlanta this past weekend. The weather was snowy and crappy. Yet again, I saw the, the all the all the footage of all the people snowing, and I'm not. It, it was not Schwein. What's the Schweinfurter thing that you always talk about? Schweinfurter. Shot in Florida. Shot in Florida. Yeah. Shot in it was, Florida. It was. It was, yeah. it was not that. I was just like, <clears throat> fucking road Atlanta, man. God. <laughs> I, I'm never going back to road Atlanta in the in December. Like it, it's, this, look, it always happens in the winter at road Atlanta. Well, this was January, and it wasn't helpful. It's the same. Yeah. Uh, thanks to yep. Cameron Lopez. He sent us a great photo of the snow at Road Atlanta. Uh, I don't know if you can see that in the show notes, everybody. Is that the new tower or the old tower? New one. That's what I thought. 
It's got like big Michelin man on it. Big guy on it. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, there was lots of pace ro- post race discussion on the Facebooks about the benefits of the rain lights and the terrible driving and the finger pointing about who's a terrible driver and why they should be a terrible driver. And oh, so much of it. It was over and over again. And they were bitching about each other on different Facebook pages. Yes. It was everybody over there. They don't like that. And they're like, oh, but they said rain lights are great. And AR is like, yeah, we did a good job because rain lights are great. Yes, it happened. You're a poo-poo head. No, you're a poo-poo head. (laughs) Yes, yes. At, at one point, somebody said, "I thought we used to have you used to have to have a couple races under your belt for before you could go to Road Atlanta." And someone else chimed in with, "Yeah, everyone does have experience. It's the experience assholes that drove like assholes, and it's the fact. new people who were great." So, mm-hmm. absolute fact. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. does anybody know what the results were? It, well, it was a 14-hour enduro, 98 cars, which is a fair, fair turnout there. That's a good um, turnout. Yeah. First was Cone Crushers in a 944, four laps over R-Bank Racing in a CRX. So you can tell that power was not really the problem at this no, race, No, if, uh, if that's what's doing well. But when you're the list, you can only put so much power down. Um, lap back was a Mini Cooper that won Class B. Um, and I, I one yeah. of the drivers on that team, he rented a kid named Lester Apps, and I met Lester... Uh, six years ago he showed up he was a track junkie and he showed up at an extreme experience event and i uh right seated for him and i just remember like second lap i'm like all right dude you got this you're you're doing fine and he gets out of the car and he goes hey man how do i get your job and you know the old joke about well you waste a bunch of money racing da 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 da. the next year he was instructing with extreme experience at the autobahn course i've seen him at grid life half a dozen times you can follow him on instagram at super seven king and also on his facebook this guy because he's in his young he's, he's young and he's in his 20s he can do this but he posts videos of himself parking the truck and trailer in his work parking lot with the 800 honda that he's got you know he's on his fourth engine uh just driving back after driving all day sunday then driving all night to get to work and walking into work, having not slept yet, because that's oh, just the kind brutal. of dedicated hustle he has. And I was really excited that he got the seat in the John player special. He is now also a pit guy with uh, revolution three racing and shiftup.com. So he's been working with Shay Holbrook and all that whole team uh, doing their pit side support for a half a dozen different races. The guy is, I'm glad he's young and doing it, but it's just cool to see somebody young and doing it. And he's still got the talent. It was awesome. All right. The 1968 dart we talked about, they're 60th still managed 88 laps. Good for them. Hongers. They brought grumpy, butt. they were supposed to retire that, but I guess not because they probably didn't have any, something else done. Finished 16th because they're good. And that was a fast lap of the race. Um, two seconds faster than the quickest EC car and flying moose racing. The amateur team of that seat stealing fool. Randy ran exception class because Randy's a nice guy, but he's still a dirty seat stealer. They finished eighth out of 16 with 118 laps. There were 16 right. cars in the exception class. Well, there's a 98 overall. Like we'd be an exception with everything we have. I guess. Yeah. I They're guess. not anything good in exception. Doesn't always have to be good in exception. In that some true. people, some people like, look, I just don't want to do the points, man. It's just yeah. too much work. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who cares if you win? Not interested. I don't know how to calculate the square footage of plywood and, and add it. <laughs> my two twenty seven. And yeah. No. Yeah. Jam yeah. car. Cut that out. You're silly rule nope. book. 
that's that's what that's what their racers like so it's fine. cool and it's and, fine. and they've provided an avenue for people who don't want to play that game to still get on track good on that's them true. same thing with uh, yeah. lucky dog hey you don't want to run our spec tire come on out you're just going to be in the super dogs that's true all right mental you're the Listen up! thank you <laughs> i'm trying and i every keep getting interrupted because this is why we go three hours when you're not here keep us moving chrissy listener feedback okay last week chris and i stupidly presumed mental and jeff could handle the show we didn't actually think that we just had to leave you guys and just didn't want to cancel uh not only was it late getting posted but it went three hours so i was happy to see our guests dave and ian from the apex jason podcast post on our comment post comment on our youtube we had a fantastic time with the show thank you so much for hosting us and listening to us blather on and on about our unreliable cars defend dave's ls460 and finally recall pink paint induced ignition issues during a lemons right a lemons 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 okay uh thank you we love you so we are going to take the time now to share our feedback because we listen to all three hours i'm sorry Long, long flight no, no, uh, no. Oh, we feedback! <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Go ahead. Chrissy, you want to start us off? No. no, you can start. All right. I think you guys need to treat the show like an improv class or an improv troupe. Just say yes and roll with things. <laughs> you bickered about <laughs> BS stuff. Like no 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 no. We didn't care about. Point. You had to get right. You had nobody to get cared about. A we didn't way. care. Like because you know you had to say this. You had to get this line and you had to say something. You just need to go with like an improv troupe and say just yes, yes. Whatever happens, yes. Roll with it. It's probably not going to make the show any worse. In fact, it will only make it better than the bickering back and forth that's happening sometimes. So just say yes. And keep rolling. And if you don't get to say your catchy line that you just thought of and you're so impressed with yourself about, oh, well, there'll be another one. I wrote those lines like 48 hours out. I wanted okay. to say them. Okay. Got it. Yes. Yes. Thank good. You. Good. This, let's practice this. Um, also, podcasters, people that only listen on podcasts and do not see all of the fun, beautiful four other faces that I'm looking at and all the things that you guys are doing and the funny faces you make, um, that sucks for people that are listening on a podcast because when you go, oh, my God, look at that. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe it. it oh, that's sucks. so great. It sucks for podcasters. Oh, you got to see this. Yeah. Oh, is that is that what I think it is? dumb don't describe. do it describe you know if you if you need to go to Pornhub and watch the described videos channel for a little while to get an idea of how it's the hell is that you ever heard about this it's for blind people oh yeah oh do they read it to you no they just they describe what's going on in the video somebody like uh, okay yes yeah exactly <laughs> you can imagine. i'd say send me a link but i'm like nah. no. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So we just need to um, just say more about what we're video. looking at. Wait, I love what that. Do you see? Especially since you had so many pictures that in the is last podcast. Feedback. You had you looked at a lot of pictures. And unfortunately, we could picture it because we knew the pictures. But when you're just saying like, oh, what is that? Oh, is that 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 van is amazing. And you're just like, oh, is that is that what is that rug? Right. You're just like, I, I have no idea what you're talking about or looking at. Thanks. Mic drop. All right. Who else has got feedback? 
two weeks ago, we got emailed a tech question from a lemons team. Uh, does a lemons cage add enough bracing to cut the roof off of a unibody car without any body flex issue? Now, I deliberately pushed this a week because I wanted Chris's input. No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else? Because that's also uh, what I said. I, I believe so, yeah. Yes. I, I believe <laughs> Sasha has tested this. We need to bring him in and describe uh, the cutting the roof. I mean, I've I can go on a into that as well. Yeah, I mean, I'll do a little it's bit happening. here. And then you've got to, it has to be a very good cage that ties in the right structural points of the car. It can't just be a basic cage. It depends on the car, too. Some of them are more structural than others. And there's other things you might want to consider leaving, too, like, you know, what, like, there's there's weird spots where multiple parts come together and it triangulates and it adds a lot of strength and even though that might technically be above the window line you don't want to cut that off so it has to be done with great care and great thought and also the knowledge that if you do pagel might say no go home so that needs to be part of your equation if john pagel does not sign off it's a web it's a it's a facebook group. facebook page get it pre-authorized send videos you know, send pictures, draw ups, mock ups, get it pre approved. Don't get yeah, send, race. Send the drops and markups before you take a sawzall to it. Otherwise, it's just one yeah. goat. And <laughs> and and so to that end, because we're not the final authority, I actually emailed John Pagel, the Lemon Sheep Technician, professional cage builder, actual certified licensed engineer. And instead of emailing us back, he called me in the middle of the day. He wasn't this busy driving the trains? This Yeah, he was, yeah. actually. That's the point. This should underscore what we're about to say. And to, to quote him, I'm not going to tell anyone they can't do it. I'm just going to highly suggest that they don't do it. And he did take the time to acknowledge that there's a convertible, there are convertibles running in lemons and other series. And yes, there are homemade convertibles running in all those series. But in every event where you've chopped the roof off of a car, you are inviting extra scrutiny a roof removal is going to get your car right out of the gate, extra more attention, especially if John doesn't know about it beforehand. If it just shows up with a roof chopped off, he's going to get deep into your chili. And if you can show where you kept your structural integrity without compromising the crumple zones, you can't build a tank and you can't show up with an IMSA cage or a, a, a roundy round dirt track cage. Your welds are perfect. You have arm restraints and everything. You're going to be okay. And at that point, it's just easier to keep the roof on the car. Yep. Yeah, we're so. half joking when we say don't do an engine swap. There is no joke in my mind that says just leave the roof on, people. You have to be a, let's say, a grizzled veteran of making poor decisions at Lemons to decide that you're going to cut the roof off. And that's because <laughs> you've made all the mistakes enough to know and to have that risk calculation and understand the consequences yeah all right uh i don't know how many of you saw this but james mulhern posted on our facebook's how much he liked our motor swap episode and the discussion of the exhaust manifolds which i didn't even remember we talked us talking about exhaust manifolds i was too pumped drunk about the three-hour show uh, but he posted some fantastic pictures of his homemade turbo four-cylinder rx8 swap and I, I posted them in the show notes. You can check them out. But I was immensely intrigued by his motor mounts. 
Well, so, let's describe some of these pictures a little bit. It's a four cylinder with definitely a homemade manifold out of looks like weld L's to make a log manifold to hang a turbo off of a un- non disclosed four cylinder that is mounted fully behind the shock towers in this RX 8. So it's through a big hole oh, in the firewall. Yeah. And oh, then there's yeah. some square tubing uh, making motor mounts to make a subframe for this thing. I mean, this, this is fully into the mm. this is your insane category, James. So you knew what you were getting into and you knew how long it's going to take. So keep yes. it up. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't have to say it any plainer, but if you plan on hanging a turbocharger off of your manifolds, that's just going to complicate things a whole lot more. Yep. This particular powertrain, it did come with a turbo variant, but it probably didn't put the turbo where he wanted it. So yeah. Is that a Ford and, of some sort? That's I'll, my I'll tell vibe. you later. Okay. I'll tell you later. He didn't say what it was, and he doesn't want to give it away. Then we won't ruin the surprise. Oh, okay. We won't ruin the surprise. Well, he posted those pictures on the Facebook page. Yeah, so if anybody wants have... to see it, yeah. Anyway. just check out the comments on the episode 175 post on the Everyone Racers Facebook page. Okay. Or I just put it in the chat, Jeff, so you can see it. Anyway, um, awesome. as mentioned before, uh, Mental did get his Hilux running, added as a new exhaust. So he posted a video on the gram. Gnome Hammer mentioned, it's a cute little shit. Love little trucks like that. Uh, Lemons Ruins Live said, rally, rally, rally. And Wart Burglar Aaron said, uh, he, he is also a noted Toyota enthusiast, said, I'm jealous. That thing's freaking sweet. I don't think Aaron would actually fit in the 78 Hilux. He's <laughs> too tall. Like he, that car's not designed for tall people. And yeah. Mm-mm. Anyway, um, and Pantless Matt said, when are we LS swapping it? No, Matt. Go back and listen to those three episodes. <laughs> that thing no. would twist like you wouldn't believe. There's a whole YouTube series about a guy that did exactly that into a 77 Hilux and then spent his time driving across country in it. Yep. If this yeah. is your hobby, then great. If you don't really want to do anything else in life, fantastic. Have a good time. <laughs> So the uh, iRacing series is back in full swap. Speaking of full, hobbies and yeah, doing nothing else in life. And, yeah, there you go. Much better segue than mine. Uh, Friday night was the 2021 season one opener for the iSucket Racing iLemons Race League. Started at Long Beach for a two-hour fun duro. Drivers and video cards working overtime because there are a lot of walls, a lot going on back there. Chris and Eric and I joined Ryan in the booth. Crikey, Chrissy hung out for a while. We would hear her yell at stuff. Like he only had one mic, but Chrissy was actively I was on the, on the other couch. And then I was like, <laughs> eh. I would just tell him things. Yes. We had two separate uh, liveries that referenced to Bish RVs, neither of which were from Randy Bish. Uh, we had a brilliant fresh P-ness livery that was great showed up uh, monday night as well jewish space lasers an nice. actual french yes an actual french racer joining us like at 2 a.m their time and clearly got it because he had baguettes and french stuff all over his car new urban dictionary reference called the rusty mustang it's real don't look it up while you're at work we renamed two turns, which we also can't talk about if you're going to listen to this at work. And uh, Bob, the physics programmer, had a very long meeting on Monday after the Yeet Fest. We even had a semi-serious racer, Matt Polisek, who crossed the line first. But the winner was Eric Hesser, who lost by 69 laps. Nice. <laughs> and what? Do something? No. Oh, go ahead. Okay. You're up. <laughs> Uh, this Sunday we'll be at we'll all be at Sebring 
uh, for the Thunder Thunderdome, no pendle, no wheel, and trash racing. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. We won't guilt shave anybody for not showing. Uh, and it's still Rona season, so it's per- perfectly acceptable to come to I Raise Lemons uh, or join us as we come in in the booth. Monday is a holiday anyway, so we're funnier when you're drinking. Awesome. I have off that day. Maybe I will get there on that thing. I have yeah, off right. Monday, I should say. Yeah, right. uh, well, I couldn't get off Friday. It was WandaVision. E1R race. In case you haven't noticed, we race every Monday. So in preparation for the Sunday, we ran at Sebring. The first event was in the free car, Skippies. I was well, just about everybody took the Skippies. We had a couple of people in Mustangs. Couple Mustangs. Couple of other things. Um, I, I was in the Skippy. That was fun. As was uh, I. Then we did the classics at night. So the classics are the NASCAR, 87 NASCARs, the 49 Lotuses, and none of them have any freaking headlights. <laughs> so it was dark. Yep. Very we had dark. The street socks in there too. Oh, the street socks are there too. There <laughs> were 23 people who showed up for the racing on Monday, which was awesome, including longtime commenter on the Lemons broadcast, Lady A. Lady A was there. She has a sim set up now. So uh, very cool. So uh, if you want to join us Monday night, show up 9 p.m. Eastern time. And at 10 p.m., what show up at 9, we do some practices beforehand. We typically will do whatever Lemons is racing the later in the week, so you get some practice. Unless we don't like the idea, then we just do stupid stuff. Uh, we have a Discord channel. You definitely want to be in it. You do need a password. So email us, look in the show notes, find the password, hit us up on the social medias. We'll let everybody in. We just don't let everybody in who's not a listener to the show, or else we get people who are taking it entirely too seriously. This is no place for real serious. racers. Real racers yeah. show up and like you're real mess- sim yeah. racers, right? <laughs> My I'm God, just here you for the points. So unprofessional. Yeah, just here yeah. for the SR. So, Dave, have you ever had the cookies in our paddock? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, Chrissy's mom's cookies. That's right. Chrissy's Check the box. <laughs> I was going to offer if you wanted to say hi to Chrissy's mom and thank her for the cookies. Chrissy's mom. Good day to you. What a lovely daughter you have. Unfortunately, has poor decisions in her choice of husbands, but mm-hmm. we like Chris as well. Uh, it's been a pleasure watching you guys develop out your podcast show it's it's kind of weird sitting here i still think i'm listening to your stinking podcast <laughs> i'm on it I'm, like, I'm just like i'm at the garage doing whatever i'm like oh my gosh i'm not just you know multitasking <gasps> but, yeah. Wait, why are they talking to me <laughs> yeah, Dave, you actually I'm have to like, respond what, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's Which funny. is a perfect segue to our yeah, main topic. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll say the world's most interesting man, gentleman Dave Mills. And if you don't think he's the most interesting man, by the end of the show, you might. If you've been around this hobby for any extended period, particularly on the East Coast, you've been around Dave Mills. Now, we make a lot of good-natured jokes, uh, but while we were all living trapped in our houses, Dave was quarantined proper in this great nation of ours, and we're going to talk about that. He has run a ton of Lemons events with his own team as a member of other teams. And that includes us. And we're going to talk about that. He's got a stack of awards to his name. We're going to talk about that. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see someone behind him. He works for AER for track support. We're going to talk about that. He drove the root sucky suck rally with his dad in his freshly restored Chevelle, which he converted to a diner. We're going to talk about that. 
We've got his old Chevy truck, how he runs with Sasha, squatting with Fail Inc. and Florida Man Racing and their headquarters. And if we're lucky, we're going to get some great recipes from him. So it is actually probably overdue, but it is our good friend, teammate, everything, gentleman, David Mills. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Mental Chris, Chrissy, and Jeff. Uh, I guess the sort of elevator pitch, uh, Eagle Scout. Solar-powered IT Peace Corps volunteer in Gambia, West Africa, which is a primarily Muslim country during 9-11. Cut my teeth on the dirt track down at Buds Creek, Maryland. Uh, 11 years now on the 11th Circuit. A bunch of arriving drives, a couple Class C wins, additional IOE. After that, I think I'm at like 10, 9 IOEs. Um, And then, you know, competitions across the... Uh, last 10 years since I think you guys came on circuit, what, 11 or so? Yeah, we're, we're like one year <clears> but behind, like the, I think. 10. 10 was our first race. Um, that doesn't really count. 10. Okay, so competitions between Three Pedal Mafia, Rally Baby, NSF, uh, and then in the last couple of years have really gotten involved on the, uh, the Lemons Rally circuit. Uh, and now with six weeks off with my techie job, uh, a couple of 68 Chevys and, uh, you know, cars that have 50 year old plus electrical gremlins, <laughs> you know, I was and, taking... I, and I suck. I suck electronics. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I think I would take a 50 year old car with electrical problems way, way before I yeah. would take an average modern car with electric problems. Chris is probably the other way around. He's like, no, you can't plug in the scanner to find out what's wrong. Oh, is Chris oh, talking? Let me just give you a baseline. Are you, are you yeah. muted? No, he's, he's muted. Sorry. Yeah. There's something about having two fuses and 12 wires that is appealing. <laughs> it depends on how far you go back, right? Yeah. You know the, electro- the electronics in the MG. You just, you know, you go from the MG to the current cars. I, I was actually thinking the other day about the Rolls Royce because I was thinking about that cold day we were wrenching at our house and you pulled apart the fuel pump, the dual ended SU fuel pump. Yeah. And I had to I clean like, the points. The points inside the fuel pump. Yeah. Pump. Pump. Yep. And, and keep the points. That that new sort of, what, Pentronic stuff? That's junk. I keep love those damn things. I love Pentronics. I would go for Pentronics. Pentronics igniters are great. I have Pentronics. In- they're, they're good when they work. Yeah. Oh, man, I love it in the MG. Anyway, keep going. So nine IOEs. That is an intriguing history. Uh, one of the things that I know goes back to one of the earliest races. You were at the the one and only uh, uh, um, Rolls Royce? No, no, no. Rolls Royce. The Nelson's oh. Legends. Nelson's Legends? I, I don't know why we put the S. It just annoys people. Because it makes, finally... Eric, it makes Eric twitch. It makes yeah, Eric twitch. Yeah, yeah, it's just to be annoying. Day. So I, I guess Gentleman Dave is where I landed with you guys, but by the internet moniker, it is Caddy Wrecker. And there's a certain race back in 09 at the famous, infamous, infamous, famous, infamous Nelson's Ledges race. Uh, where I brought seven hours into a 24-hour event, did not crash a, to a bridge. It was the embankment build-up funnel or whatever it is. Uh, a 61 Cadillac into the tires at Nelson's, and that was early in my racing career. The story gets better every time that Phil says it. 
Apparently that lemon's <laughs> is still working on a story with it, but it's the latest I heard it's 80 miles an hour with my hair on fire backwards. You know how kind of Phil gets in there and tells the story. I'm looking forward to the actual, like, I guess they're doing like a lemons video on that whole weekend, but were you guys there? We no, were not. No, okay. So that was shantytown. That was the uh, I was totally there. versus communism. We picked up the Wartburg that weekend. Oh, I thought that was Mid Ohio that you right. picked up no. the Wartburg. No, That's Jim and Jim and I went and we got the Wartburg running and yep. drove around the paddock and picked it up. So we got to see Shantytown. We got to see um, oh. you know, Dave Morrow spending the entire weekend swapping the engine in his van. We got to see the wreck yep. caddy. We yeah, all of it. The the the, the pit toilet, the drug bridge, you name it. Iconic race. It, that, just head to toe mud seven hours in i wrecked the car 90 minutes back on track like four hours later uh the head gasket went and we did you know mud nasty eight nine ten hours over the course of the night to get the the the, the caddy back on the track only to you know stumble over a couple laps and take the checkered but yeah awesome 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 race but what's your what's your the, the secret that you're letting out here is that phil might not be a hundred percent accurate on all of his stories. That's the big news. That's the headline of the show already. So, We're not going to top that. Phil might not no. be a hundred percent accurate. So he takes after mental with storytelling. So, They're not going to get to let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Yeah. Duh. So Nelson ledges the, the early safety days is they all gave us a red, like a, a glow stick. And since the only thing that's not lit is the main start finish, that if you were out in the pat out in the track out there, that the the rule was if you got off track, if you needed help, you were to if you were okay, break the stick and wave it out the window. Well, I happened to kind of crash in front of everybody, which again, not my proudest moment. But between the red flag and people stopping and the safety track rolling. The story from, I think, Nick Pond is he's dead. Other people are like, he's not, whatever. <laughs> Literally, that 61 Detroit metal got pulled out of the tires. It turned right over. And I'll tell you, I drove it right back into the pits. It was, yeah. So, so the car wasn't even incapacitated, whatnot, and you did not, in fact, die. Did not die. Still here talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we 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 have uh, we have joked frequently on this show about your your uh, random rambling lifestyle across the United States, uh, your your inability to actually live in a house, although you seem to be living in a house at the moment. As far as I can tell, this all started when you did a Levens rally with your dad mm-hmm. in a car that you just restored. Why don't Why don't you tell us a little bit about what was going on there? I I want to focus on he voluntarily strapped into a car with his own father for basically what eight days. Eight days. It should have been nine. I lost my contingency day, but yeah, eight days. Thirty nine hundred. So thirty nine hundred fifteen miles, thirteen states, and eight days later, um, the first shakedown of this car that hadn't moved more than twenty minutes and ten miles in any direction. It was a seven hundred mile shakedown, fifteen hour ride from Jersey to Chicago to make the starting time. I think we got there at seven in the morning. Rally started at nine. I must have put at least a hundred hours into that car. 
Um, it came out of paint the Sunday before. Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days to get it sort of back together. Couldn't leave on the 5th, had to leave on the 6th. And we, you know, basically a 700 mile shakedown it by is- pouring a, a, probably a quart of oil every hundred miles. <laughs> <laughs> this was ne- a never 60- touched the engine, never touched the engine through all of this. This is a yeah. 68 Chevelle that you, would you say restored or just like pulled out of a field and got safe? It was a one owner running and driving, got it from a family member for $500 running and driving. It's a 307, three on the tree, uh, 300 model. So not a 300 Deluxe, not a Malibu, not an SS. If you really sort of back it up on the list of entry level cars, this is your Honda Civic without the LX or ES or any of that kind of stuff. This is the bare bone Chevelle model. They made 2,919 of these out of a 464,699 production year. Equates to 0.63% of the V8 uh, population. So it's pretty rare, I guess, Uh, but it did come with white wall tires when I had received it uh, at the time in 08 when I got it. I just liked the style. I liked the fact it had no bells and whistles. And uh, that was the time I could afford to like take the bolt off, clean it, treat it and put it back on again. And so that was sort of carried with me over the sort of eight years, nine years, just chipping away. You know, one year was a suspension underneath was the rear learning by doing just self-taught mechanic and self-taught, you know, simple body work. But yeah, it's been my project. It's Gloria. That's my Gloria. Um, Still now 160,000 original miles, tired original miles. I uh, was over in Delaware a couple weeks ago and just flogged the crap out of it, ripping through, you know, two or three miles of an old stomping ground. And it just sort of makes weeks worth of work just melt. Kind of has that big V8 rumble and you're like, oh, nothing like a classic Chevy to something that you built, you know, by yourself. Not a lot of help. <clears throat> I caught Pretty that. I caught that video on your, on your uh, Insta story. It was impressive because mm. it's very long shift. <laughs> And 160,000 miles, it's my last of six cars. Uh, they actually work. The clutch is already slipping, and I was like, I don't care. I don't rub with a diaper. Um, it's been baja in Mojave Desert. It's been 4 by 4 out in California. Um, it got stuck out in Joshua Tree with, a, I don't know how many hundreds of bucks to get it out. Two, two different tow companies. Uh, it is not a trailer queen. I built that car. I drive that car. It is a backup car. You know, they sh- they should be driven. My personally, actually, they should be. Is driven. that a picture of it on that screen that we're looking to your your left? Oh yeah yeah yeah. So this was okay. So this is oh, something I I actually keep it up here. This is just outside. This is Gloria. Um, this is and, outside uh, for, for our listeners. I was just gonna say, somebody I've describe some- it. I've gotten some feedback. So it's a sunset shot out in the desert. The car is a, uh, what do you call it? Metallic blue. I'm sure there's like some sort of GM paint code, but it's a nice metallic blue. It's got proper white walls. It's not a hot rod. It is a great looking older car. Thank you. Yeah. This is just outside in Oatman, Arizona. It's uh, Oatman highway is the, I would say um, tail of the dragon minus the dragon part. On the West Coast. And awesome. just a beautiful t- 
10 mile stretch of so, highway. So, so you take years field. and years and years building this car. You put your father in it. You drive <sighs> to Chicago. You drive all of Route 66 on a Lemons rally, chasing yeah. points. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you do? I had a couple goals. I, just, I went into it a couple goals. One, I didn't want to fall flat on my face. I wanted to get to the starting line, okay? This car hadn't moved more than 20 minutes, 15 miles in any given. So my initial goal was to get out of Pennsylvania, six hours. Second goal was to get to the starting line. Third goal after that was like, <laughs> I brought a head gasket. I brought tools to do the head gasket. Up until then, I did the exterior, painted the engine in place. Um, but never felt comfortable taking an engine apart. You know, people like a ah, small block Chevy. I, I just got a book of how to build a small block Chevy. I, I have been partaken in different builds, but I've just never really done it for myself. So that's sort of my next goal is to sort of take this apart and finish what I started from the engine side. Um, yeah, it was a uh, that was your first rally from Chicago. That was your first second. Lemons rally, right? You came in second. Well, actually, third. No, so you want to back it up. In uh, 11, I was part of the uh, road racing helicopter and Reliant Regal, where we got, I think, Org Choice and P2 in points. Um, Mr. Plow followed after that. Which show so show that everyone the a... shirt. Show everyone the shirt you're wearing. All right. So not, not only is it going to be the shirt, but they get plowed, but I have to. Uh, see i thought i thought mr plow was the year after route 66 yeah no this is uh it was before so i think 18 what are we uh, looking at we're looking at a jacket that it looks just uh, like mr plow's jacket it's perfect kl53226 give us a call (laughs) blue has red letters just like just like mr plow what's that name again mr plow (laughs) <laughs> so uh that was 2018 right that 18. you did mr plow 2018 so we yeah. were actually at uh at the race that barber when it finished so let's talk about uh-huh. mr plow for a minute <laughs> that was uh a plow truck no that was a no. mustang of some sort right it was a mustang convertible <laughs> go ahead tell us about mr plow it. So Mr. Plow started with a, a, a buddy up in Allentown, maybe an hour and a half away. He had gotten a you know, really cheap deal on a, I guess it was an 04, 05 convertible Mustang. He had plans to sort of make it into a weekend track car. Um, we sort of kind of got together over the Christmas prior to the Lemp- that, uh, Moscow to Paris. Uh, it was a gray car. We had probably nine coats of plastic dip on top of it. You know, two separate orders back to the trial because first time I'm using plastic dip. Uh, we ended up using a Harbor Freight, we put a trailer hitch on it, a Harbor Freight 8x4 utility trailer. Since there's four grown men in a 905 Mustang, we had made a uh, extension, our salt plow, which was also our luggage plow plus tool rack. <laughs> and then in the front, you know the saying, Mustangs at, uh, you know, uh, cars and coffee events. Oh, yes. The Mustang guys are the ones that, that, that just sort of happened to lose it coming out of the event. So we figured <laughs> let's combine the fact it's a winter rally. Let's just put a plow in the front. Let's go get a, 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 a bumper from the local junkyard, pull off the good conditional one, slap on a three-quarter ply 
a great building material, by the way. Three-quarter plywood, zip ties, and fiberglass. Very rigid, <laughs> very easy to work with. It looked like a great plow. And it was like bright yellow. Like it was the correct safety yellow. The 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 box on the back, it was a tr- the trailer where mm-hmm. you kept all your luggage had like some sort of like salt mm-hmm. sprayer on it. What was going what was that? Bird seed. So with, you know, with every salt spreader, you have to have a, uh, an actual spreader portion. And since them good old boys down the south don't know what salt is, um, we had a bird seed that was a hand cranked um, sort of yeah. lawn seeder yeah. dispenser uh, with a DeWalt 12 volt drill into it with a remote um, Bluetooth controlled relay that with a little click of the button, we could dump out five gallons of salt, salt, uh, excuse me, birdseed out the back. Cause, cause you care about the um, environment and you don't want cars to rust or birds to be hungry. Exactly. We, we, right. We were feeding for, I think 2,200 miles of birds through, you know, five or six or seven days. <laughs> that we went down. I mean, <laughs> overall though, the theme was on point. It was on point. It, it was, was one of those. Cold. <laughs> Gotcha. So if, if, if folks don't know about the Lemons Rally, they typically will have a starting point system, which is for every generation or decade that you go back, you get more starting points. Um, the agreement with Eric Root at the time was great theme. If you keep the top down the entire time, you get all the points. And there's like, captured videos and us huddling in a car like looking at weather reports there's a couple times we did put it up in the state of pennsylvania by the way yes and uh polar plunge in ocean city it was this is the year that the guys brought like a 60s some like impala and did the engine swap and the uh, you know the the parking lot Um, it wasn't because it was the an old car but combination of theme continuing to wear the theme which is very much part of the, the whole concept the theme is important the commitment commit. for sure yeah. and then um you know the, f- the fact that it had a you know a mustang with four dudes and 20 below and the back with baklava it literally took us an extra five to ten minutes to get in and out of the car because the guys in the back i felt really bad <laughs> i did because i didn't come prepared as they did but like sleeping bags would actually have to get in the car or pull the sleeping bag out stand up in the sleeping bag and then sort of hop in the back of the car as the two grown men in the back that kind of cycled through would you know, kind of, Hey guys, you ready? Do you have any exposed skin? Yes or no? Like, all right, let's go. <laughs> it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. Totally nuts. Absolutely nuts. And, yeah, that and was the it, second. It rally. takes some yeah. digging, but if you go to Instagram caddy wrecker and it's, it's a few years ago, but you can see he's got video of these lunatics all doing this. Yeah, so that was fun. Yeah, we'll, fun. we'll just we'll just do the same check we did about the original caddy record. So how many people died? <laughs> did they all survive? None. Did it catch fire? Yeah, they all survived. Uh, no, <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. Success. Great success. Yeah, no, it was totally good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it was great. So all right. So I think I had so that, a little, was the uh, that was your second round out of order. Yeah, I had it out of order because yes. I thought you had. But it... Go on, Mental's going to Well, out. and also again because I'm on the Instagram right now, burying the headline. Um, full commitment. Dave cut his hair like Homer Simpson to 
that was part of the plan. I forgot. <laughs> if you're going to carry a theme, carry a theme all the way wow. through. You have to carry the theme. And for those of you who didn't see it you know, or aren't six... going to go, it was like the little zigzag line with yes. the completely bald top of your head. It was fun. So, yeah. yeah. If That's you're great. on the gram, if you're on the gram, check out Caddy Wrecker and go through his history. And you're gonna you're gonna dig a little, but you're gonna enjoy it. So, did the Mustang survive back and forth the, the rally? Yes, um, it was a good <laughs> it was a good group. We had you know slight modification. We had to make some holes in the front of the plow, even though we had a snorkel that sort of pulled air in the top and brought it down the air exchange. We had to drill out, you know half dozen a dozen 20 or so holes. holes with a I figured running the heater full blast yeah, 24 hours a day would also help but you know apparently not enough <laughs> apparently not enough <laughs> we had oh great simpsons reference <laughs> i get it um, um, speed holes this is speed simpsons holes reference. speed holes all speed holes so uh so you did the route 66 rally in gloria did yep. you get home in gloria no, no, this is the home. next story I'm trying to set you up with. Gotcha. So what so, happened to Gloria? How come? What? How'd you get home? I'll just tell just a brief story on Gloria. So Gloria was uh, named after the Millses, my father's, the grand matriarch, uh, Bammy, our Bammy. Um, we talked about this. Oh, um, talk Ran out of gas in the middle of Mojave, uh, Mojave Desert. <laughs> Went four by fouring on a service road out in the middle of nowhere, chasing this mysterious um, checkpoint 30 miles in the opposite direction. Uh, got stuck, almost got stuck twice in both uh, either California and Arizona. Uh, and Joshua Tree, after the whole rally was over, literally sunk the rear wheels up to the middle of the dog dishes and sort of giggled after the second guy was I was talking on the phone he's like uh wait you're where i said i'm stuck in wash he's you know that area is washed out i said uh yeah figured that out like you need to send something bigger than the last guy because he couldn't even get to me so um had moved on to phoenix arizona where my uncle in phoenix lives and that's where gloria met chet now Chet is a also 1968. I fell in love with the year researching Gloria, but uh, Gloria is, excuse me, Chet is a 1968 C20 with a small block 350. Uh, initially came with a three speed turbo hydromatic 350. Um, 88 Camaro engine, sort of a mishmash, but really no history on the vehicle at all. I ended up picking that up for under six grand. And a third of it was a nice, you know, beefy set of rims on it. But you guys are from the Northeast, man. Nice, rust-free, great starting specimen. And I also, at the time, picked up a too much for me, too much for the Chevelle and the truck, but a 2,700-pound uh, tear weight, 14,000-pound capacity, 16-foot six, trailer uh, from, like, a repo guy uh, in Phoenix as well. That should and be adequate Chet. to tow the Chevelle. <laughs> it, it was a thirty five hundred bucks. Like you know, it was. A, I thought it was a really good deal. Um, the whole package, uh, ten grand, and they also the guy I got the truck from had a sixty eight 
Honda CT90. And he's like, man, just take this off my hands. And I'm like, I don't really want to spend the money. He's like, 200 bucks, I said, sold. So kind of threw that in the back <laughs> of the Chevelle or the truck. So I've got three things from 1968. Um, there was a family emergency that I had to get home. Um, let's just say, well, 2,600 miles in three days and eight hours solo. The first day was about 1,250 miles. Um, of which I had lost one out of six fan blades on the radiator or the, uh, the, the fan blade in El Paso, Texas, uh, on the side of the highway under an overpass. Um, the last thing that I put in my toolkit was a hacksaw. And here I am at 1.30 in the morning with cutting like three teeth at a time, hacking through three inches of aluminum, because I can't really get in there and I really don't want to take everything apart. And I didn't really kind of think about water. I did learn in the Mojave desert to bring gas. So I had 10 gallons of gas on board. But, <laughs> and, and while I have a full parts car, like behind me, I learned about flex blades. Okay. Don't put them on there. It, it, Fle- flex fans are them. not a good idea. Everybody. <laughs> Lesson learned. Right. So I went from six blades to four blades like that. And to come to find out, that's enough to sort of balance. And I got close from enough. El Paso close enough until Charlotte, when the whole thing went, <laughs> took out a brand <laughs> new Napa radiator. I just installed it two days prior. I'm on the side. I didn't know exactly what had happened. I hadn't been asleep in two and a half days, maybe an hour and a half nap, you know, a shit in the side of the road somewhere between I-10 and I-20 split. Um, I'm outside Charlotte going... Uh, I have a whole parts car behind. Still, we couldn't get the fan off. Needed a new radiator. So I pulled the parts car off, and that was my parts getter. Um, <laughs> four, four days in proprietary. Walks walks out. So I'd gotten, I tried to go the Walmart thing with it, try to get parts and pieces. Ron Man was like, I told you so. You should have bought all these other pieces ahead of time, but I didn't. Um, also at 1.30, which is our... And a um, quarter mile from an exit, it went, quickly pulled off the exit. It was a quarter mile away, drove down, opened the hood, saw what happened, confirmed what happened, closed the hood, and then made another right, right, right. It was a day's end that was right there. And I was like, it's two o'clock in the morning. I'm going to fix this. And this is how it's going to happen. So Walmart, parts car, three-hour nap, waiting for now the parts store to open up. I slept in the bench seat in the Chevelle, which is another good reason to have bench sheets and old cars. <laughs> and uh, by like 10, 10, 30, 11 in the morning, after the, all the cars that were staying the night, the days in proprietor comes out and he like looks at the whole rig and he sees the brown sludge on the ground that I left in his parking lot. And he goes, uh, did you like, get a room here last night? I go, no, but you'll never believe what happened. And he's like, uh, you got an hour to get this, this piece of shit out of here. And I was like, all right, I'll be gone in an hour. No big deal. Like, and of course, it was the, the one day's in I've ever seen that has a one way in. And so here I'm backing out this like new rig, skinning through cars over two or three different turns. And I was like, all right. By then, I was like a half an hour away from butting up a internal toggle switch and you know a hard line to the fan for the for the pusher fan or puller fan at the time, but <laughs> yeah, I know making it home. 
you know, 2,600 miles and just over, what, three days, three to three in the third days. And was your dad and, with you uh, on this or did he fly days. home? No. So the deal was what I would take my father all the way to California, drop him off at his sister's in Joshua Tree. I would continue on to Phoenix to work for a month or so. And then, you know, family emergency had to get home. So I was in Phoenix like five or six weeks. Got it. So he wasn't, the he wasn't in the trailer and no, just me. He, he wasn't yeah, also getting thrown haunted. out of the days in parking lot with you. That's what I really wanted. No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely not at all. Not at all. Well, that's good. All right. So, so you have a 68 Chevelle, you drive it to West, yep. you buy a 68 C20. If I'm correct, that is a three quarter mm-hmm. ton pickup truck of some sort. That is correct. That All right. Is correct. It's a equivalent square, to the 2500 today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not a step side. It's a, help me out here. Guys. Lead uh, side. Lead side. Lead side. Lead side. Thank you. Yes. Yep. And it's Eight not a square head. body. It's before the square oh, body. It's before, yeah. before the, the square squares. Body. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Eight foot. Eight foot in the third bed or something. It's pretty, pretty sizable. Pretty, pretty stout. So you drive this all the way home to North to New Jersey because you live not that far mm-hmm. from me, and the first yep. thing you think of is, yeah, I got to do that again. This lemons race. Let's <laughs> get a Mustang and let's drive with the convertible top off. This is. I want to. Yeah, I think I. Because how, how bad can it be at this point? So nineteen for me was you know ten years I would go to the Woodbury for twenty five years I would go to the Woodbury Car Show, and. I, every since ever since I got the show, Chevelle, I said, "Ah, oh, next year I'm going to be there. Next year I'm going to be there." Nineteen was the first year that it was available to go, and I bought both the truck and the trailer, both named. Excuse me, the truck and the Chevelle, both named after my paternal grandparents, who literally 200 <laughs> yards that way. Like my my parent, my father and his sisters grew up, like within stone's throw, and like that, that was my goal. So I did a bunch of car shows with the Chevelle. You know, kind of seeing that how lonely it is as a single male, like in his 40s, to have this classic hanging out with these old dudes, 20, 30 years <laughs> older, also single and lonely and going, this is sad. Is this how it's going to be? Like, seriously, you know, it's cool. And I enjoyed it, you know, but it's I got I to gotta find some other hobbies, you know, it sort of kind of spun me into the, you know, going full, full tilt on the, uh, the lemon stuff or the uh, lemons rally stuff. All right. So, uh, what was your next Lemons Rally experience? Because then you took Chet on a rally, right? Yes. So this was all pulled together as they typically are. Um, I had wanted to take the salt spreader box. I had made some upgrades over 2019 to sort of make that a like a tailgater. So it, it opened up, I had put in RV doors that came flipped open, I had put in a sort of second level or, or like a one level in there to where I was planning on putting water and batteries in the front, and then a pull out range and grill out the back. The initial plan, which was never going to happen, but to kind of use that as like a mini RV in the back of the truck to go do, you know, uh, Moscow, Paris. And then I want to say a day or two after New Year's, uh, a, a former neighbor of mine said, um, you interested in this sort of RV? A friend of mine's going to get rid of one. Would you kind of want to check it out? And I said, uh, yeah, let's go check it out. So that's when I got the Rosinante. I got this white camper. And well, slide in for your, slide in for your from, truck. 
A sliding yeah, camp. so it's a 2001 um, SNS campers from place in Montana. It's got a. I'm really not, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Literally, they... no one cares. This is like no camper nerds on this show. <laughs> okay, it's, a it's an RV sliding. It, it's yeah. a 32 square feet of any bell and any whistle that you want, whether it be AC, microwave, refrigerator, you know, three burner gas range. It's got all the bells and the whistles. There are some um, people listening to the show who probably don't even know what a slide in is. So let me just explain that. That's the thing that l- sits in the bed of the pickup truck. And and like yeah. kind of goes over the cab of the pickup truck, right? And it's a it's a camper. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's got these mm-hmm. It's An a RV camper that, that sits in the bed of a truck. Yeah, exactly. It, the idea yeah. is modular, whereas those with a fixed RV, you are forced to like set up shop. And if you want to leave someplace, you got to pack up all your stuff and go and come back. This is has those sort of jack screws, the four of them, where you flip out the fronts, it goes with batteries, and then you drive out. And so, so you can, you're able you can to like, kind of have it all in one. You can leave the can slide in through. and drive the truck mm-hmm. away. Especially when you have transmission problems <laughs> twice or three or four times. It's, you can't be working on transmissions when your house is right there, you know? So, so sort of on the start of. I don't want to cut the, the, but I remember when you showed up at the, uh, the, the Moscow, the end of the Moscow rally at Barber, where, t- mm-hmm. you know, the traditional end of it is. And I was at that race. I, I think I was the only one that made it that year. And no, we were all there. Uh, the year of the camper oh, This is truck? the year he brought his truck. Oh, I'm sorry. No, not I was thinking Mr. Plow. I apologize. Mr. Plow, yeah. Mr. Plow, we were all there. That was great. Uh, and, and I remember because you'd had some transmission issues and you, you're basically, you looked at a mountain and said, this one's going to kill it. And you were a hundred percent right. And then you, they had to send like the, the, the heaviest of the heavy duty tow trucks to get you. But it was this bizarre inception kind of deal where a truck had a truck had a camper you know and i remember sending you the video of yo dog i heard you like the truck so we put your truck on a truck so you could but as they were unloading chet from this super duty flatbed the Uh super duty flatbeds front wheels were lifting off the ground as the as the the truck rolled onto it and you found it's the same local shop they sell trailers and somebody uh they were uh storing a car for Corey dickman a couple of years ago but they're like yeah come on over yeah. park it over here we'll get it fixed. squirting coronas darren's uh teammate and friend um the squirting coronas he has a, a just a beautiful like 3500 um i weighed myself after i got home i'm not going to tell you the number but it's heavy. Chet you- is a fatty McFatty. He has <laughs> got to go on a diet with the sort of modular pieces that I've done, you know, some of the customization I've done. We can talk about that. But, you know, I'm looking at doors now going, that's too heavy. That door's got up. Oh, nope, nope, no doors. You can't have any doors. <laughs> I, I need a door. It's going to be made out of aluminum. Uh, it, is, it did sleep four people with like the single, single, two singles in the back right corner. That whole hundred pounds of like cabinetry got yanked out and got replaced with aluminum and acrylic. Um, it's been a fun transformation. And I, you know, 2020 for me, the first half of the year was uh, four transmissions and 5,000 miles. It was like a 1,250 <laughs> miles of transmission on average, you know, uh, the first. <laughs> it's- I'm not an automatic trans guy. What can I say? 
it's the uh, that, it's you the know Lotus that TV approach. cable. It's the it's, Lotus approach to RVing, adding lightness. Yeah. So so okay. So you're in Alabama. You live in New Jersey. You have a busted transmission, mm-hmm. and you just say like, yep. "Screw it! I'll just like live here now and replace transmissions for the next like month and a half of your life." So this is like February fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth. I got towed out of towed in by Haggerty, towed out of Barber to Trailers by Dale Sale. Um, I was there for like three weeks, including a quick trip home for a family member's birthday, and then the first of three Summit out of box seven hundred R fours, and. I wanted a four speed. It was, you know, screaming at 3,500 RPMs. I liked the sort of gearing on it with a 410 rear, um, but I wanted a four speed. And I know they make four speeds. I just wanted to get a big beefy one, you know, plug and play from Summit. And that was the f- second transmission that was put in in uh, Moody, Alabama. And uh, sort of squatted there for two and a half weeks or so, three weeks. At that point, it was, you know, better trans cooler, um, additional fans, <clears throat> and something that was still way out of my league to really understand how to sort of set this thing up. But, you know, that one was good for about 600 miles. Uh, also worth noting that I, my rally partner, Brandon Wright, and I, as we were doing the front brake conversion in the truck in Jersey before we left, the brake booster went. So the entire 2020 Moscow to Paris was done with no 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 pneumatic brakes. Manual brakes. Up nice. and down. <laughs> Manual brakes. Throw your leg out and to out the door. It was you better anticipate how far that you need to stop because you are severely overweight and you're on 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 manual brakes with, you know, spindles in the front and still the original drums in the rear. <laughs> Sounds great. So, so transmission two lasted tw- lasted how many miles? 700 miles you said? Yeah. So I'd moved from Moody. Um, I remember getting a, uh, a new brake booster because the one I had put in in Moody failed quickly. It's an unobtainium part in Southern and apparently on four States down South. So I'd had that one delivered to a Verizon store. Uh, I did a bit of Walmart, uh, Wally World in along the way. And uh, I got, you know, they're like, oh, we don't want to take the liability. I said, I'm the car, the big thing that's been sitting here for two days. I just spent money with you for a new Verizon phone. I'm delivering this thing here. I'm a customer of yours, damn it, you know? <laughs> so What liability am I? I can't leave. Right, you know, especially when I was hitting the brake, it literally sounded like I had air brakes. So the second one had brought a boost, uh, the booster itself, and the diaphragm broke. And again, back to that unobtainium, try to fix your, in the parking lot booster. Your greater liability leaving their parking lot with broken brakes and staying there for Correct. two days. Right? Yeah, yeah, this was this was even stupid for me. And I was like, all right, let me fix this now. I want to say it was somewhere in Georgia. Um, I still had goals. Um, to get to the Florida Panhandle, like I was hell bent on finishing at least start of my trip, uh, which initially started out to be a six to eight week trip after the rally to do the whole shoehorn of Africa, Africa, um, Florida, excuse me, and um, almost as bad. We're, we're amphibious oh, now. Same okay. humidity, same amount of poisonous crap. It's That's right. Yeah. 
people okay. shooting at you just as much lords. revolution yeah. whatever so so okay so transmission three goes in and what and happens three was in three was in jacksonville so um i had um the team that i raced florida man racing donnie and uh will green and bill green and all them good old florida boys uh six weeks into this entire adventure COVID hit. And so, yeah. And you are thousands of miles from home, a thousand, a thousand miles away and already limping along, just kind of rolling with it. It was a lot of unknowns at the time I was looking at sort of the numbers that were coming in and the infections. And I was going, Jersey's locked down, like a, just locked down. I said, why would I want to come back to the hotspot? So between problems and it's with the March in Jersey, and it's March in Jersey. That was kind of my goal. I didn't plan <laughs> to come back until the springtime, and uh, sort of, sort of leapfrogged COVID numbers, and just sort of started to point myself back up north. Um, so I was in Jacksonville for two months, still working remote. You know, hotspot, MiFi, cell phone, and uh, I think I got. We did Lemons Amelia Island, Concord. Concord to Laval. The whole rig. It was yeah, sort of yeah. like a, yeah, yeah, showed up in that, you know. I was like, oh, man, it's my backyard. It's 30 miles away. It'd be a good, good, really good test day to go check out this new transmission. Um, yeah, I don't think I put the dipstick in or something. It was pouring <laughs> out transfluid. Like, it was, it was a really tough, like, learning experience about a 700R4 and what does and does not work for the capacity and the sheer volume that I was carrying on his back. Now, I don't know a whole <laughs> lot about automatic transmissions, but I knew, I do know that that fluid is kind of important. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and and cool as well. And also things like, go ahead. No, fin- finish your statement. Cause uh, yeah, I'm, I'm changing subjects. Finish your thing about cooling fluid. Tra- yeah. Tr- trans coolers, uh, but um, automatic torque locker. Not manual ones where the, the knucklehead who didn't even plug it in had to actually flip the switch, but something that is 100% <laughs> dummy proof because I'm already what three transes in, two warranty claims with Summit because I asked them to size something up. So two, three, and four were all warranty. Two was purchased, three and four were warranty claims. And I think I, I think, you. I don't know. You're on a list. With 12 gallons. They're not listening. <laughs> don't worry. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I really put it on the product vendor. And I said, look, you guys recommended A and B or, you know, two and three. I'm not a happy customer. I kind of sort of customer service. I want the, the, the manager and I want the, the senior manager. And I really this want somebody to understand. Don't like you. You. <laughs> no? Oh, no, I'm totally on the red list. Oh, totally. Oh, totally. But now, like, but sorry, knew... You want to buy what? No. Are, are you still yeah, a satisfied customer of Summit? I am very much. All so. right, good. All right. So, uh, they, so they, they made they it right. Totally, they stand up. They did. They made it right. And this is uh, like early into this. Um, we, we, we'd been calling you giant Dave since you showed up and themed with us at New Jersey. For those you, of you who don't know, Dave is not a tall guy. No, but he's, he's a big man, but he shows up as Lance Armstrong in bicycle shorts with one tennis ball, which when I tell that story to complete strangers, they all laugh. And uh, wore bicycle shorts with it with one tennis ball all weekend, but we we started calling you. (laughs) Yeah, we started calling. It was like braided and stuff. Yeah, we started calling you Giant Dave at that point, and then at the beginning of this, you'd become 
um, homeless slash transient Dave. And you guys are calling me all sorts of crap. Vagabond. <laughs> oh, I mean, you, you listen know, to the show, so you know what we're telling you. I, you I, I know, but I after those know. stories, do you blame us? Well, and this, but but this part here, because you're in like the the uh, outer, you're the outer islands of South Carolina, and you were take, taking all this drone footage, and you were down there in yeah. Florida. And then that was when we all started really because Chrissy was singing, let me go. She's trapped in her house with Chris and my wife's about to strangle me. And Jeff still had to go to work because that's college in New Jersey. But at this point now, we're all like, Dave's got it figured out. Dave was right. Dave Dave was right. We're we're all idiots. And that was when gentleman Dave. I, I think the problem is is I appreciate it. Now none of us would go to Florida for a million dollars because they got the Rona. <laughs> they got the Rona deep. <laughs> so I'm very happy to be in New Jersey now, but you're definitely smart through most of the winter. But you were yeah, staying in state parks. Very enlightening. You're you're like mm-hmm. you were you were so distance before they had the phrase distant. Yeah. So, so maybe so, some of the tools or tricks and apps. I, that's what I was going to say. You you have Talk some thoughts on on how you find your locations and things and how you set, do do mm-hmm. how to find a camp first. Then we'll talk about what to put in your rig, and, and then and, we'll wrap I, this shindig yeah. up. And I asked you to talk about this okay. because I've got I've got I've got two people that retired out of my unit, and both of them are strapping into RVs and just driving around. And it's it's a whole lot of people that are reevaluating this entire year. They're like, what what exactly am I doing? What am I working for? And then I had an extended conversation today with a coworker. He's like, yeah, we want to go on vacation, but what do we do? And I said, well, have you considered RVing? So if you're listening to this and you're wondering how can I get out of the house and get a break from these same four walls and do it smart, like Chris and Chrissy did when they went hiking up in New New Hampshire, these are some great opportunities. And it's completely available if you've got kids and dogs and that kind of stuff. RVing is the way to go. Hashtag van life. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's like a it's like a floating RV. It's more expensive. <laughs> yes. Just watch the weight, you know. Yeah. Sorry, Dave. So tell us some of the tricks of the trade. So I carry redundant. Uh, initially, it was Georgia. I got um, my Verizon phone. I also wanted a redundant Wi-Fi. Um, I recommend at least two separate carriers. You've got your primary cell phone, a lot of mo- you can do a mobile hotspot and then some other carrier that would help you give just network redundancy as well. Uh, I'll use a couple apps. There is a uh, hip camp. It's like a website and an app. It's like Airbnb for RVs uh, or campsites. That's how I found the six week spot next to the marshland at a beautiful 10 acre property. Um, kind of did a handshake deal after a couple of days Free Roam, F-R-E-E-R-O-A-M. It is a app that you can, once you have a target location, you can literally overlay that cell towers to that target location. So you can have some general idea of the mm. strength of your signal before you even get there. And then uh, recreation.gov. Uh, I have a compass app that's there. Pilot Flying J, you got to get them points, you know. And uh, freecamping.net. That sort of rounds out my on-the-road travel apps. Um, let's see. Good tips. So let's talk yeah. about the rig What's itself. A, you have done 
a ton of modification, especially in the ability to cook in your slide in. Let, let, give, yeah. us, give us just a quick rundown of some of the things that you've done for your little camper thing there. All right, so it all started uh, coffee pot on Route 66. That morphed in my father's idea, hot plate. Before you know it, we're taking my crock pot and making crock pot trunk meat chili. You know, so that's how it started the whole mobile food thing. Got to have trunk meat. Um, the, sh- the truck has a 30-inch smoker hanging off the back, electric smoker. Um, 2,000-watt Predator, you know, 1,600-watt peak generator to sort of power that. Anything that either heats up or cools down is not really good for solar. So I still do carry the generator. It not only is backup because I hadn't really shaken down the whole expansion of lithium batteries and sort of moving into that really fully off-grid. Um, oven, range, smoker. Um, how long does smoke a salmon? About 220 miles. <laughs> between, between fuel stops, Phillips. You know, I sort of came home. It was like the lunch. Don't worry no, about not it. Not at all. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's sort so, of yeah. It, so solar. So, you said you have panels. Tell me about your panels. I had picked up a uh, Fazio's used one, 230 watts. Sort of stacked that on the top middle. You know, love Fazio's. It doesn't have the capacity. It just you know, it's got some efficiency probably a lot of efficiency loss. I also picked up, because I'm, I'm trying to lose some weight here, but I still need these things, uh, lightweight uh, flex solar panels. And so I built a side awning slash, uh, I can use it for my Fook, my fun utility cart, which is in process of being built and also be able to tilt out and have a awning using that solar panels as well. So it's sort of multi-purpose, multi-function. I'm up to 630 watts inbound. Is that a lot? I'm not an engineer. It seems like a lot. More than your average. It, it all comes down to roof space. If you don't have any roof space, consider hanging them off the side and then maybe using a, an awning, convert it dual purpose for a awning. Oh, oh okay. So you kind of filled the roof and you needed to get more like cubic feet. So you built kind of like yeah. an awning. Okay, now I'm I'm getting the picture now. Sure. Okay. Okay. And as long as you're facing west, because the sunrise in the south, you're facing west, and it's on the south side of those panels, they will, in fact, you know, you can perfect zenith, perfect perpendicularity. You don't have to worry about those roof-mounted ones that are just flat, flat, flat all the time. Um, yeah, there's ways to do it. It's sort of been fun making the mechanisms and support to support all that. Nice. Awesome. Uh, so how, how much electricity can you like store? Cause what kind of, what, like, do you, what are you running? Like huge stacks of batteries? Are you, are you like running drill, drill batteries? You're running deep cycle. What do you got? Mm-hmm. So I went with a uh, lithium iron phosphate, which is one of the newer technologies. It is sensitive to temperature, in terms of its charge and discharge rates, I ended up, I picked up a Renogy 100 amp hour, 12 volt battery prior to this trip. They're pricey. Retail, I think they're like, you know, 800 bucks. Um, and following the Electrica guy who does the Lemons Rally and Electric Car. The uh, Jet Roger Electrica. Daniels. Yeah, yeah. And then the Jen, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sort of my back, you know, he's, he, he, he's been sort of guiding me on the Alibaba type of purchase. 
I picked up prior to December uh, about six times that. So I am up to 70, 8,800 watt hours of, of juice, which is enough to run a microwave for like 10 hours straight or some crazy capacity. <laughs> um, I have to say, just, just sick power. My goal is to like, like not just be off grid, but not have to rely. I want to get rid of the generator because Chet's on a diet. He requires the generator requires carry extra gas as well. And so I kind of want to eliminate both of those from the rig, but the only way I can do it is to make sure that I have the capacity for the rainy days and, um, you know, have enough on reserve capacity in addition to have enough coming in to at least do the minimal from a, you know, cell phone, MiFi, and wireless access point type of get up. Wow. I, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to wrap it up, but I want to open it up to the hosts to see if they have any questions before I deliver the grand question. I'm good. All right. This here comes the great. grand question, Dave. Are you ready? Are you excited? Mm. Any chance <laughs> you're going to return to normal life? And what is the new normal for the gentleman giant, Dave? Uh, at this point, it's, I get seasonally depressed. Um, you know, maybe the plan is to sort of do this transient snowbird type of thing for a little while. I, uh, I highly sort of recommend on my that. career. I, I highly recommend eh. it. Yes, absolutely. Eh. It's dusty. Right now, the focus is family. Uh, 2021, I'm looking for a piece of property to sort of collapse the condo in the garage. Um, so that's sort of my focus this year. I'm also doing and joined uh, American Endurance Racing. We, uh, we didn't even get their, into that uh, yet. Staff. Yeah, it's cool. But the AR is doing an in-car flagging system. Yeah, I got gotcha. um, <laughs> it. By the way, it's nighttime here. I just wanted to throw that out. That's after the sun. Went. 62 degrees in Nevada. Thank you. Yep. He's showing okay. us the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, actually uh, hit on that because I don't want to leave this before we talk about that because we talked about the in-car flagging system that both AER and was – who was the other – group that was running a champ 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 cars going with a different champ. version of it and then there was an app right. when i ran nasa uh that you had to run on your iphone mm-hmm. or, or your android if you're so, an idiot. so tell us what aer is doing what is the technology and what are the positives and negatives so for those that miss yellow flags first turn second turn and <laughs> jmp you know the one off to the left look um it there is- are people that are laser focused Laser, laser focused. Yeah, those guys have. Yeah, take them outside and shoot them. Um, <laughs> it is an in-car. It uses it uses geospatial like radio recognition. So as a car enters a given flag zone, even though it could be on the other side of the hill, it's the um, while the corner worker is re- is waving that color flag, they push a yellow button. That yellow button does the signal. The signal is to the car. It is part of AER's requirements to now use this type of system as a requirement as and in safety uh, for their racing series. So there's a couple of companies in the space. I think you mentioned Champ is running one. Um, if you guys know, AER does bring the technology and you know the check-ins and the car process and you know the RFID, RFID stuff. RFID tags it, right on your helmet. Different. Yeah. 
Yeah, just a different level of technology to uh, grassroots motorsports, you know, and I, I find that fascinating. It's really nice to be able to take my you know, 10, 11, 12 years of racing experience and now still experience a racetrack, but on the other side of the wall. And during pandemics, it's great to be outside, you know, so it's kind of win, win, win. Um, I'll go to an AR event and then sort of slide into a park after that and then take my time getting home the following weekend. So it's uh it's working for me right now. Yeah, too bad they had Sounds to like cancel the uh the barber event, right? They just canceled barber. Charlotte. Charlotte, sorry. Yep. Yeah, they, they just didn't have the car counts. Um John was very forthcoming with that fact. Uh it still is a small business for people, you know, and you don't want to, and you know, as a racer, it's like a track day. If there's no competition in your class, it's I can go on a track day for one third the cost versus, you know, paying a lot of money to go race wheel to wheel racing. And you're not going to do that without a minimal car count. So it's, it's very transparent and very, they did, you know, they did like a smart move. schedule that though for August. They, uh, they said yeah. that announcement out. Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I think we're sharing it. And then we, the 14 hour Duro that they did at the end at NGMP, like people like finishing under lights. It's just, you know, if you haven't done it, it's kind of cool to, to kind of wrap up in the evening time and add the whole light spectrum to the, um, you know, car setup. Awesome. I'm down. So uh, last plug, where can we find out more about the travels of giant gentleman dave we mentioned the insta handle it is caddy wrecker correct correct all one word caddy and then wrecker uh both on the insta as well as the face spaces facebook got it i have a youtube channel with like one uh, no youtube i think has one follower i don't you know it's just another place where you, you just to stick stuff but um, yeah. <laughs> perhaps looking that to build that out as well. But yeah, mostly Instagram and Facebook uh, with Caddy Ricker. Awesome. Uh, we're going to move on to on the spot. Uh, I have it on the spot. I feel like I've been talking all episode because I've kind of been running the, uh, the, the questions for Whoa. Dave. Go on, Dave. Didn't you, have, didn't you have something for Jeff? Well, Hey Jeff, one hand. One hand, two ducks. Oh my God! One hand, two ducks, three squawking, four porpoise porpoises, five Olympic oysters, six pairs of Don Albert tweezers, seven thousand Macedonians in full battle array, eight bronze monkeys from the ancient evil Egyptian crypts of Egypt, nine sympathetic, diabetic, apathetic old men on roller skates from with a marked propensity towards procrastination and slur, ten demoniacal, diabolical denizens of the deep, all cubbing around a corner of the Meridian Way. I get it. Yeah, I'm you impressed. That I don't know what that. I don't know what that was. But that, that was, was awesome. that. That <laughs> is years ago. That is a Boy Scout song that, that is, I remembered yes. when I was 19, but did not remember when I was 48. <laughs> and I was struggling uh, while I was sitting here going somehow line. Yeah. <laughs> I know Desians of the Deep is so coming got, soon. All coming around the corner of the Marine Way. Yes, um, I can I still do of, Flea uh, Fly. You, Jeff. I forget that one. Um, but as a, a young, impressionable 11-year-old, you know, meeting older boys like you, 17, 18, 19, you know, 8, 9, 10-year spread that drive, that are cool, that drive international scouts, you know. Uh, I remember Tom Klein, pick Wait, up and drop cool? offs. 
That was cool, that was Chrissy. Awesome. Never have, you're never 11 years cool old. You're like cool Jeff's hair was at that age. Oh, Jeff's I had a lot of hair. And long, long and luscious locks. And was it what, cool. 25 years later to hear your voice at Summit as you guys wrenched on the Wartburg, putting the Subi heads on or whatever with, uh, um, and to know that very distinctive voice and to know that your father and then your uncle, Bill, of whose funeral was what, two, three hour wait time? It just goes back a very long way. And I just want to say thank you to you and the Waken family. And, uh, you know, I fully do believe and support the scouting program. Um, it's a little weirder nowadays as a single male to want to support the, 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 the idea. But, you know, you're doing right in supporting, you know, your son, carrying that to the next generation. And a lot of praise and thanks to the Wakeman family for sort of giving me a good grounded start from the beginning of all this all. Yeah, we we didn't really go into that part of our history, but I met Dave when he was 11 Mm-mm. and I was 16 or yeah. 17. So in Boy Scouts. So I definitely yep. did not. And I will need you to type out the words to that song so I could teach it to my son. <laughs> I sure as hell don't remember it. And I'll email you he back. Have, the he doesn't that have, have that kind of time. <laughs> really long I song. can type pretty quick I'm already started on it <laughs> and, 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 two ducks and in 20 years beasts. in 20 30 years Josh if you're listening to this remember this he's not gonna be your dad this. your dad was cool I was cool at one point <laughs> hey Chris ask Dave what his first race car was hey Dave what was your first race car a 91 DSM Plymouth Laser. Nice. I had yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah, no. I was like, oh, yeah, I know why, know why you were influenced. We are doing a lot of air quotes on this side. Uh, yeah. Influenced to get that fun car. Oh, that's awesome. Do you know how, how far it, do you know how long it lasted? Very short. 34 time. laps into a 50 lap enduro, 12.75 miles worth of drive time down in the good old boy section of Bud's Creek, Maryland. That's better than expected. It quickly got scrapped. Yeah. Would make a great good. dirt car. I'm telling good you. Life. Yeah. Yeah. Good life. All right. So here, turbo. Mm-hmm. Here is uh, the on the spot. We are on the spot, Dave, in case you don't listen or the people out there who don't listen. This is where somebody asks a question that no one is prepared to answer and every single person has to answer. And here is tonight's on the spot question. If you were about to partake in a multi-month tour of the United States where you had to live out of your vehicle, what vehicle would you take? Reasonable budget or Re- like, like, no, like no, re- not reasonable budget. budget. Hella tight budget. Like, is it a vehicle we own now or just the world is our oyster? Some, the world budget. is your oyster, but let's keep it under 20 grand. Oh, so generous. <laughs> okay. Cause that's twice ha- what Dave spent on chat. All right. I have three times R- two point. I have an RV, and even having that RV, it's it's a hard choice because I know which one I want to live in. It's just really uncomfortable to sleep in. Okay. And then I've got a Volvo wagon, which is fun, but it's not fun to. Well, it doesn't have to be in. something you own. It can be anything. Yeah. I'm gonna go last because 
I have a question. Yes. If if I chose your international harvester, does that mean it's free? Do I start out free? <laughs> you wouldn't want to choose an international harvester. That'd be terrible. Hey, you're not going to get anywhere. I uh, bet oh. if you call, I bet if you call Jen, that that international in his driveway is free. free. <laughs> <laughs> so just I have a question. The, go ahead. Just a quick clarity: Does it have to have a bathroom, or are you like full on van life in it? Like it's a very clear. You have to have water. I, I, even I, know. Even I think van life. You, van what life? you have is what you have. If you can live off the grid in it, then you can live off the grid. If you need a potty, then you're whipping it out at the truck stop. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Go ahead, man. So you got your hand. Bad, you... bad context on that one. Um, I would actually, so I would probably end up quasi van lifing it, but I just can't fully commit to that because a, I hate the whole Instagram moniker of it. Uh, and then B vans are just terrible to drive for long distances. Uh, and I realized that I had kind of already done this and I could do it again because you could set it up in the back 1500 suburban final answer. Preferably a Z seventy one, a suburban for mental. Chrissy, what you got? I'm struggling here. I, I, so I was had an idea. It's a dumb idea, and then I, but it's not. You can't go to the bathroom in it. Oh, I know what I'm gonna get. A short bus. Ooh. I had, I had a short bus that. People drove from Alaska to Maryland in. I owned one. They had little um, curtains and a little hot plate and a little, you put your couch in it. What's, what are you, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, what. Chin straps and drool, drool bucket. That one of those things? <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I'm that's saying. Like the six, six on each side. Yes. I'm getting a short bus. Final answer. Nice. Short bus is a probably a better answer than I had. I was going to say Ford Transit Connect. Because you four. can stand in them, can't you? you can, no, no, the little transit, the little one. Oh, and I would tell like, I was thinking oh, Chris, Chrissy's, Chrissy's right. The no, the little transit, you have to special order, but they do have the high roof ones. Yeah, a high roof one, sure. Yes, then a high roof one if it's possible. But I would, I would convert van life hashtag yo a transit connect. But Chrissy's answer is better. Chris, what do you got? 35 foot sailboat. Probably a J35 <laughs> or a CMC34 right. plus. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, you're not wrong. You I take it back. Out. Chris has the right answer. Not for where I live, but okay. Dave, well, do we even we're, we're ask? Supposed to be, we're supposed to be traveling. We can travel. Fact. Okay, no, yeah. I, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, Chris hey, we could sell the house and all we need is a short bus and a sailboat. All <laughs> <Great. laughs> we need to go to places. We'll bring the short bus on land. That's yeah. my plan. Sounds great. Uh, Dave, do you have a different yeah, answer a different or would you answer. have a 68 Chevy C20? This is a, right now on the trans side, it's proven. Um, still working on the engine. I would have literally had the same 2020 repeat had I not had these events canceled. So uh, can I, can I report back? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. The engine all fixed up. You know, if I, if I can go down and back again with a new build. We absolutely we'll, will have you back again Dante. because it's been a trip. We're just going to get you a better microphone next time. Cause you still sound a little bit, a little, yeah, little bit like I you're know. in a can there. I don't know what's going on. That's all right. Uh, because but here's here's the lesson, we'll folks. If, if you're at a lemons track and you see Dave in his compound, 
because didn't you have the pop-up trailer bolted to a trailer? Yeah, okay. Anyway, but go go talk to Dave. He is endlessly fascinating. Start with yo. Oh, I bye, heard you. Hi. Um, I heard you died in a caddy accident. I think that's the. <laughs> that's the <laughs> but hey, you didn't die. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. I really appreciate all having. Uh, Absolutely, having thanks for being here, Dave. Thanks for coming. Do we have any clue what we're doing next week? Maybe. Yeah, I thought we would talk about seats, like the selection and mounting of race seats. We never really talked about it. And yeah. tis yeah, tis the season yeah. as well. Uh, a giant Dave is showing Dave. us his butt pad. It's his, his contoured seat. butt yeah. pad. Highly recommend it for those who sit on our ass all day long. Yeah, <laughs> good posture. So yeah, let's talk about seats. The mounting of race seats, the purchasing of race seats, the joy of seating. Ass pleasure you in your race car. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which we would love to see as a theme. Oh, Sunday. no. This coffee's going to come out of his nose. <laughs> I'm going to try and get it together to send the credits. Thanks for downloading us. We hope you enjoyed this week's edition of Everyone Racers. We'll hope you'll join us in the world of driving, racing, and hashtag van life because everyone can be a homeless gentleman, even <laughs> you. If you enjoyed this podcast, subscribe. It's totally free. Then go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Even if you hated us, give us five stars and tell us why. If you're on the YouTube, put it down in the doodly-doo on what you think of the show. If you have any questions or show ideas, drop a comment on our Facebook page, Everyone Racers, or email us at everyone.racers at gmail.com or text mental. We have had a lot of texts recently, 484-243-0455. Find us on Instagram or Twitter at everyone.racers. Thanks again, and until next week, keep the shiny side up or the camper side up. And just keep those wheels down. <laughs>